May 16th, 2008, it's Swat from Pedro Show.
John Coltrane, McCoy Tyner, Jimmy Garrison, Roy Haynes.
Watt from Pedro Show. Um, being brought to you this edition straight from Tokyo. Um, the Wiku? Takaido Shimo? Shimo Takaido neighborhood of Tokyo, kind of in the west part of town. Mm-hmm. And um, I've been here for, uh, well, six days. Uh, three of the days I got to record. Uh, Mr. Shim, right? (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Shim Mizuko, and you're hearing other voices too because I have some guests aboard here. Um, uh, Tatsunori Tawa Raya, yeah, I kind of got it. (laughs) Who I got to meet in February when I did my uh, brother sister daughter tour and played Heidi Heidi. with a great band called Tua. Or up up, <laughs> it, right. it, you know it's written like two up, but it's pronounced up up. Sort of like how uh, psychology looks different than you say it. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that P there? <laughs> and then you got some compadres here. <laughs> yeah, we, we uh, have who are from Cali, <laughs> yeah. the Gaijin. Gai- Introduce Gaijin number one, uh, Aaron Wade. I play drums. Stickman. Yeah. And, uh, Nick Barnett, and I am the bass player. Right. Okay, so uh, now, uh, well, I should say that we started the show off with the song Shimmy Pick, My Favorite Things, John Coltrane, live in Newport, uh, 63. Um, and then we heard uh, Dokoro Don by Up Up, and then Demonstrations, which is the name of their band, uh, called Flying Saucers. And um, so you got two bands going, Tetsunori. Yes, I do. And which band was earlier? Up Up was earlier. Up Up was yeah, earlier. It started in 2003. On over here, by the <laughs> way. Yeah, Up Up started in 2003. 2003? Yeah, and demonstration we, we made in 2004. First show was in January 2004. So yeah. not too far after. Okay, kind of a... Not too unusual about Up Up because uh, the other it's a two man band. Yes, and that cat he's a, a KG, KG, KG yeah. who uh, lives at Heidi. Heidi. Uh, yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, he lives here, Tokyo. You do mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. But these cats, they're in the state I live in. Yes, they're from California. So how did you run into them? I used to love the uh, music scene in San Diego, and first time I went there was in 1999. And Nick was at uh, the place uh, where I was staying at, and like uh, he showed up and like uh, uh, smoked cigarette with me outside on the patio, and like we totally like started talking about like a uh, hardcore and like a. Uh, a lot of like a crazy like experimental music and like we totally got along together and like we yeah decided to you know, make a band like three years later but years later, years later no but yeah. but you say you're in the san diego scene you're here in tokyo mm-hmm. and what you're reading about it you're getting records from there um or did you just throw a dart at the map at <laughs> san diego i went to the record store in shinjuku called nut records and they were saying one video called uh crimson cars the the band like uh 
uh, was based in San Diego, and I went back to my house and like I watched the video, and they, they, that was like a, so crazy. Everybody was like naked and like painted silver and like playing like <laughs> I don't know guitars and like uh, dicks hanging around and like uh, oh yeah, I was like holy shit, I need to go to city right now and like uh, yeah, I decided to go. There was a '70s punk band in Hollywood called Vox Pop, and they played with dildos and had dicks hanging around. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, another one, two Deadbeats. I don't know if KZX wow. had this band. Kill the hippies. Wow. Kill them because the Beatles were wrong. Kill them because their hair is wrong. Send them back <laughs> to San Francisco. Send them back to San Francisco. You don't know that? Wasn't that a big hit? Wow. No, and there was another. Who? Well, a lot of bands had dicks hanging off of shit. <laughs> In a way. They're outrageous, you know? 70s punk in yes, Hollywood. Yes. Okay, so you dug that video, and then it's like, I got to visit this time. Yes, yes. Now, but I know, uh, I don't know, a number of weeks ago, uh, you emailed me, and mm-hmm. you were doing something in Providence, Rhode Island. Yes, I was doing uh, art show there. Uh, oh, so you yeah. do more than music. You do art, too. Uh, oh, yeah, of course you do, because you gave me that great flyer you made oh, for yeah, the gig. Yeah. It's beautiful. Thank Hair you. at all kinds of angles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? I'm the same was, dude's yeah. head. <laughs> like the back of his head. <laughs> I was digging it. I got the original. You gave me the thing. Right? I put it in a plastic, put it in my sack. I brought oh, it home. Really? It's on my fucking oh, bulkhead. The prac pad. Yeah. Awesome. So, uh, so you were there for art. What, like a RISD? Mm-hmm. I know they've got some... Uh, yeah, RISD art school, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. Also, the strong music scene. Maybe... I know a few years ago they did. That's mm-hmm. what Light and Bolt and that, that That's true. stuff comes out. Mm-hmm. But you, was, you weren't there for music. You, you were doing some music, though. Yeah, I play, like, maybe three shows in Providence. Those are amazing. Like, uh, yeah, we played... With what? Oh, with Up Up? up? Yeah. yeah. So Up Up was on a tour. Mm-hmm. A little bit. We only okay. East Coast tour. Okay. And, and and you did that that connection was through art but this thing was from this video and then talking hardcore on the porch yeah. with the cigarettes <laughs> and this band evolves year, years later yes. demonstrations yes. now now there's no E in their name mm, no come in with this. oh yeah uh, no E in the name and uh, that's for Google searches <laughs> <laughs> that's what I like to say but, uh, no we just like the sound of it actually yeah and, yeah uh, yeah. I mean, you at least you didn't do D A E M O. Like Sophisto, yeah. Greco, Twisto. Pseudo hyper intellect. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> This was kind of working the other way. Like, oh, look what we forgot. You know, in fact, dude, yeah. one time I was on tour, it was in Germany. Not to get too tangent on you, but a little bit. And this dude, you know how Hank, he's got. Um, Search and Destroy on the back. Yeah, really yeah, big. Yeah. Like a, well, there was a cat there with the shirt off, and he had that. But I looked closer. Sure, sure enough, they fucking left out the S. <laughs> not, not in Search, but in, Des- yeah, in yeah, Search, yeah. search and Detroit. Search and Detroit. <laughs> Detroit. And I go, hey, man, did you... And I didn't even get it out. And he's like, I know, I know. <laughs> right, you, Jasmine. <laughs> I don't know if that was for Google search. <laughs> oh, okay. In the middle, so it has the S. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Something like that. Like, <laughs> correction. <Yeah>. Margin note. <laughs> he just looked at me with these eyes, like, you know, like 10,000 dudes have already told yeah, him this. Like, hey, by the way, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, it's so funny. So, you decide, what, like through email later, after you go back to Japan, and, mm-hmm. hey, man, let's get a band. Actually, oh, okay. no. no. We played like 
within a week after meeting Tetsunori again in San Diego in like 2003. On that it, porch? Uh, different porch. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we had a we had a house um, that was down in Hillcrest, and it was a party for um, a friend of ours. It was her birthday, and the the same guy whose house that we ended up meeting at years before recommended that um, I ask him to play music. And I was like, oh, that's that's a good idea because I mean, we had met that like, you met years before. Yeah, we met. We I met. Thought like, you had you met. You started playing. Yeah, he just he oh, didn't, he didn't he meet him. Didn't meet him. him. No. I, I originally met I met Tetsunori back yeah. in 1999. Right on that porch. Yeah, with the cigarettes. We were staying at our, our friend JP's house, and uh, but you started playing after you met him. Yeah, the drumming. Yeah. Yeah. And then I moved down, and then we were in a band together, and then uh, we asked Tetsunori if he wanted to sing on the the band that we were in at the time, and we did a recording with that, and then he what band back. was that? This is a band that it was a real like flash in the pan like maybe like a year and a half it was called dosage and usage not even a year actually <laughs> yeah it was it was really really quick lived and uh, no no wine beyond its time <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then we asked him to sing on the record he did all the vocals in japanese and it was like more like a like post-punk like more more like solid groove not as like a complex as what we do in demonstrations and so he laid down the vocals in a day did you write the words I did. Yeah, right. And he made a little comic for uh, an, an insert to go inside that had all the lyrics written in English, but he sang all the lyrics in Japanese. Yeah, right. right. So it was kind of the translator with yeah. the pictures yeah. for yeah. the yeah. Yeah. literal <laughs> impaired people. It was, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was fucking great. <laughs> and then, yeah, some uh, maybe three or four months after that, uh, the friend, the same friend that we were staying at the house with in the years before recommended that that we do something else and then uh, I asked him if he wanted to start playing music and then we literally sat in my living room and started writing songs on the couch and on the porch and then just started doing stuff on the four track and then uh, from that point on it, it, it kind of took a life of its own and we developed more structure in the songs now you're on the second album yeah but we had to play something from the first album because we can't get yeah. any tunes off I don't know some of that <laughs> uh, so, so I can't really contrast but I can't contrast with Up Up because you kind of told me something in a message about, hey, I got this other band too, Mike. Because mm-hmm. I, I knew about Up Up because mm-hmm. I had played with them, sister, brother, sister, daughter tour. Hi, Now, where does the name come from? From a pad in uh, Central Africa, South Central Africa? Yeah, I think like uh, it's in, uh, it's a city in uh, Argentina. Oh, it's America, South America. Oh, South America. Okay. okay. Uh, I think that's where it is. <laughs> it's only a couple feet away. <laughs> no problem. I'm in the ballpark. Yeah, my bad. Same toilet. <laughs> same mind. Whatever. Same yeah. planet. Same planet. Right. Yeah. So that's yeah. all right. It's all right. Kind of close. Oh, so, so, so it's a name taken from a uh, town in Argentina. Uh, and I was very interested in that scene because it reminded me of early 80s um, squat scene squat in Europe. Scene, yeah. And I didn't. That was the only gig like that. That whole tour, we're playing mm. this other kind of trip here, known as Live House, and this is um, which is more straight, more. This thing is more grassroots and run by the dudes. You know, KG's living there, mm-hmm. and uh, man, I, I really dug that gig. I dug them all. You know, the spirit of the bands I was playing with. It didn't matter if it was the most Square John Pad or whatever. They just brought it on. Sometimes you're playing in a studio. Yeah, it's trip. Awesome. They just bring the fire, man. It reminds me of the old days. The passion. It's a lot of ways, yeah. And people going for unique sounds in their bands. I mean, the, uh, there was um, Karoo Crew. Who was smoking. And Mel Panetta. Yeah. I wanted to ask you about Mel Panetta. Is there... Oh. 
I mean, they've been around now. Yeah, yeah. Like huh. a forever. Like, you know. I, a At least lot of 15 bit, years, right? Yeah, right. I, I mean, I'm wondering if a lot of bands are influenced, because I'm hearing, even last night, with Panic Smile, I was mm-hmm. hearing some of the bands at Mars gig last mm-hmm. night. I, I did a gig with them, Shimmy and Sam Bennett on drums and Jim O'Rourke on guitar and oh. some of the bands on the bill, which is amazing, too. Four or five bands, right? Mm-hmm. The 20 minutes, half hour, everybody sets up, tears down, and there's no rock star crap. Yeah. Man. Everybody's pulling together. But man, I think Mel Banana. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. They got a little bit of influence on some bands. Mm, they got influence to a lot of American bands. A lot of American bands. Yeah, some Japanese bands, but like they they are much more popular in America and Europe. Yeah. Oh, then ba- for playing here, mm. maybe that's with the size of audiences. What about with the sounds, man? That crazy shit where you jump all over the place and uh, I mean, not physically with the music. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, yeah. And. Um, you know, I got a band, Missing Man, Tom Watson, guitar. Mm-hmm. I got this, his favorite guitars. And Watson goes back, you know, the SST days. I mean, he was a young man then, but... Uh, so sometimes guys coming up, you know, mm-hmm. that's why my my ears are always open. Mm-hmm. 50-year-old punk rocker, but I hear the left. Oh, so you, you, you mean uh, 15 years ago there was other bands here in Japan kind of like Mount Banana? Uh, I I don't say that, but uh, I don't know. People people are really interested in like what they're doing, like what they sound like. But like, it's really like a weird, like a lot of Japanese bands trying to be American bands. That's that's true. So, like, yeah, a lot of people think like uh, what American people doing over there is cool. Yeah. Not Japanese people doing like. I don't, I don't know who the fucking. <laughs> I don't know why, man. No, I but I don't know who's playing awesome like. Though. Who was playing like Mel Banana in, in the U.S.? Captain Beefheart on a methamphetamine or something. <laughs> 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 I mean, that's. I mean, okay, but what, what about Up Up? Did you guys? You probably went to some Mel Banana shows. Of course, of course. Yeah. I, and out of I respect, like, you like would never, you would never copy your brothers. I'm not saying that. You know? right, right, right. Sometimes though, like with the Who Screws and the Meat puppets black flag you know we were playing together we wouldn't copy each other but we did kind of inspire get mm-hmm. inspiration and like oh yeah oh, they're trying to, like husker does his uh zrk double album mm-hmm. and we thought fuck they did one we should try one what uh, you know about a band called dna of course hell yeah Arno Lindsay. oh Lindsay. yeah your brothers yeah yeah what do you so, think they're, they're great no but it's something with your guitar a little bit mm, no not really because okay. like uh, he has like all Thinner strings, that's or like right. a twelve, like a strings guitar, and like he just like, <laughs> like jagged him, like yeah, it scratches it. Right. Like, yeah. So. You work in kind of a bass. You're doing almost the bass and the guitar oh, guy at the same time. <laughs> I, I, I you know about like this guy Charlie too. Hunter? Uh-uh. He's a San Francisco guy. Now he's more like a, a fusion. Oh. That's a bad word, names. But he, <laughs> <laughs> like he actually has some bass strings up there, and he's playing both lines. Uh, kind of almost like Chet Atkins kind of trip or something where you're doing two different trips it's like on a the Chapman same. stick to the like, uh, yeah I like that yeah, yeah that's right uh, that's right T- Tony Levin <laughs> yeah I have like a two bass strings on my guitar right that's right that's why you could tell like a, yeah my, my guitar sounds kind of like a bass yeah and then the arrangements you know great Thanks. man because it's full of life and passion yeah. I just d- dug it man your band is happening right. now when you get together with the uh my fellow Gaijins, uh, 
Do you take the same kind of guitar to them? Mm, I use different guitar. It's a yeah. taste good. I mean, in the thinking. Well, oh, of course, they're like a, a totally different. Right. Right? Yeah. 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 We have a great bass player here. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so the burden is lifted. <laughs> <laughs> no, because what you're doing up up is, is a weird thing. It's a. A, a, a bass player be competing almost. Although I get to be your bass player a little bit. For, uh, of course. For two songs. Up, up, up. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> you remember that? We need to record it. That was wild. That's right. I would like to. I would like to. Next I'll time. go for it. I'll go for Please. it. Please. Now, uh, how many tours? Uh, we've done two, we've done like two West Coast tours, one North American tour that went up into Canada as well, and then yeah, I heard they're still part of North America. Yeah, it's uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was a different experience for me. It was my first time there. So yeah, yeah. I remember first going there. I dug it. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It you was go to Montreal and everyone comes up and speaks French to you. Uh, <laughs> we, got, we got messed with too. We were at the club in uh, was it Montreal or was it the one in uh, where we played in the the cavern one? Oh it's yeah, that Montreal. was Montreal. Yeah, there's yeah, there's, Montreal, there's yeah. these narcs. Is that it? The, no, that was that was the other one that we played oh. with. Uh, yeah. But there was these narcs that kept on coming up to us and like asking us if if you'd have any stuff. I want I want to get some stuff. They're yeah. like, they're trying to like ask us if we had drugs or something. Yeah, yeah. And we're like, fuck no, man. Like we're not stupid. It's like you're gonna admit something like that. Like we didn't have anything, but still, like they were trying to be on the sly and they were like, Chad Squad. Out. Yeah, and it was it was really funny. And so we just kind of had to like give them a little attitude and they left us alone but oh good yeah like, fuck on the covers <laughs> <laughs> I got some stories about them guys if you want to hear yeah. one in Milwaukee that was very scary really yeah well, I was playing it was a fire hose gig with Beastie Boys oh, shit. maybe maybe a couple blocks from where Dahmer lived mm. Jeffrey Dahmer mm. yeah don't go home with him no way you don't have to worry anymore. <laughs> anyway <laughs> you know I'm a, we're done playing and I'm slinging shirts in the back and I see these guys dressed as the mod squad running around you know rag blue rag red rag and just like weird ass shit and, and you know they come and they grab me you know and they were obvious you know yeah. you're, oh, you, you're marking us you're putting our lives in danger they take me into the production office and when those guys you know the gig boss and shit is like what what I never get really like steam. They take me into. They're gonna take me into the alley and beat the shit out of me. Yeah. And uh, little kids around me. Hey, Mike Watt. And so, hey, hi, hi. So then, they're, actually, a uniform sergeant was walking around and tried to. Say, you know, they tried to say, "We get. We get. He's got a fake ID on and all this crap." And, yeah, and they're a pupil's pin. They're on the shit. Oh man, bad, bad scene. I said, but <laughs> I'm stupid because usually you don't say anything in those situations. Mm. But there was one point where I said, how would you like to me to dress up as a cop and infiltrate your station? <laughs> Number one, that would be against the law. <laughs> you know, I was like, these cats. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was a bad, when you deal with these cats, some of them, bad. but actually it was a uniformed guy. I said, yeah, that's him. And they were pissed, man. There was like steam coming out of their ears. How'd you get out of it? That uniform guy. He just came up and he came by. Like, what's going on there? Because you know, and then they identify themselves. You know. But they, you didn't have to. They didn't have to. They look so corny. Like some dude, you know, took them to uh, what's it called? Uh, Hot topic. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's what these guys were like. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, 
Yeah, they were both buzz cut guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's just too too much. And they were like puffing their tail feathers and you know just yeah, yeah. trying you can to picture them like we're gonna pull you out of the police academy and throw you out here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah they were they were trying to street cred, to get something. street cred. Uh-huh. So so you've done uh, three tours in, but this is first uh, uh, first time first, in Japan. First time in Japan. His first time in ja- Japan. My my uh, second time. I came out here with my girlfriend last year. She plays drums for the Slits. Oh wow! Yeah. I saw the slits in maybe '79, but the drummer was Bruce Smith. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you guys know yes. Bruce Smith? Yeah. Bruce Smith's a pop group. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's fucking awesome. Yeah. You guys Brad. know that shit? Hell yeah! I want to see that. Love that shit. <sighs> he was the only U.S. guy. Did you know that they were all England? Yeah, They're from yeah. a town called Bristol. Mm-hmm. I got to do a gig in Spain a couple years ago with the singer. He's, uh, Mark Stewart's got a band called Mafia. Got yeah. Wibbish on bass and uh, Skip McDonald and Keith LeBlanc, the Sugar Hill guy. Uh, the guy's really tall. Oh. Mark Stewart's really tall. I would have never guessed it. And they were teenagers when that band was going on. And oh. playing on the same festival, Bruce Smith's in some New York City two-man jam uh, improv thing. They hadn't talked in all them years. Really? Yeah. It's a trip, so I get... Hey, Bruce... Hey, my, my first time meeting either of them. And so I see him talking stuff, and then Mark comes over and goes, Man, it's been 25 years, honey. He goes, I hope it's 25 more years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> no, or something like The guy cuts about a million. This is another thing I couldn't imagine. He cuts about a million jokes every minute mm-hmm. and laughs at them all with this incredibly giant laugh. Yeah, that guy's a comedian. Because <laughs> the pop group's very heavy stuff. And he still <laughs> sings like that. Great voice. Why? So you know. Well, anyway, Bruce Smith was the budgie, because Budgie did the album, and Bruce Smith was the drummer for that tour. Uh, Great drummer, man. Uh, and so your girlfriend was drumming. I heard they, but who's in there? Just the singer, right? It's so Ari and Tessa. Ari and Tessa. A guitar. And then they got a no, the bass, bass player. Yeah, bass. And it's not a trio. They got no. That's like five people. But yeah, yeah, five people. Yeah. Now Johnny Rotten married the singer's mom. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they live in Malibu. Mm-hmm. I mean, that shouldn't be weird, should it? No. <laughs> yeah, she, it's kind of weird. It's, no, it's not a gossip show. It's a lot from people. <laughs> so, your first um, tour in Japan, you're doing eight gigs. Starting yep. in Nagoya tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yep. And where's it go from there? Uh, we're going to go to uh, Osaka, 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 ああ、俺、俺、俺、俺、俺、俺、俺、俺、俺、俺、俺、俺、俺、俺、俺、俺、俺、俺、俺、俺、俺、俺、俺、俺、俺、俺、俺、俺、俺、俺、俺、俺、
Wow. So I know he's 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 a go for. I, I think he spent some time in D.C. He's been mm-hmm. around. He he had a lot of knowledge of the, oh, some of the older days yeah. and stuff. But man, he's I love his fucking the way he goes for it and that you know his band, his gigs. Oh my god, it's it's, it's a like good exciting. spirit. This yes. might be the last gig. Let's do it. I like that shit. So many dudes are like fucking sleepwalking and just connecting dots <laughs> and just you know tons of poses. Yeah. Nah, these cats, man, it's like. Time to go up. <laughs> yeah, it was wild. So you say hi to them when you. They're on the bill with you. Great, mm-hmm. great, great. Uh, we should play some more. A lot of spiel here. Let's play, play some more music. Another one off of uh, the first demonstration record. Uh-huh. Okay.
East Coast with some flounder. Yeah. Um, Tessanoi just asked me my favorite fish. I like uh, halibut <laughs> a lot. <laughs> yeah. I like orange ruffy, and, and you know uh, the expensive fish, uh, Chilean sea bass. You know that that mm-hmm. stuff, man. It gets flaky and puffy. And I chow fish a lot. I'm a big sakura, you know, the culture here, big time. And mm-hmm. something that we're missing in the U.S., the, sea, the kaiso, the seaweed. Seaweed. None of it over there. In fact, even the word seaweed. Yeah, yeah it evokes a uh, really weird... Right, but the stuff is great, uh, man. It is healthier than any than the nori. Yeah. <laughs> Bring it all. Oishi, you know? So we're talking about... Recordings versus uh, gigs and stuff, and, and you people listening to my show know about Minutemen deciding, you know, split the world into two categories: flyers, gigs, and you know everything that ain't the gigs a flyer, including the recordings. But they're asking me about this project why I just came to do the Spielgusher thing, and it's part of this whole thing where I'm doing inc- uh, as much recording as I can because I want uh, artifacts. It's not like I'm uh, all doomsday and shit, but the glass might be a little more half empty. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, my pop got, got killed at 53 of cancer and look, D boom 27. You just never know. Yeah, yeah. So those things will be here after me. Like I said the Akachans, my babies. I don't have the the flesh ones. So I have uh, the sounds. And the, also, the classrooms. Every time you get together with somebody, even if you don't even know them, like I gave a cat. Uh, Tom in Pittsburgh, a bass, he made this righteous ass song out of my bass line with old analog synth, maybe synth made before he was born. It's just the way of coming together. Music is a righteous fabric. Now you say uh, you, you, you pick up on uh, this thing, you're, you're a, I, I don't want to say ideology because that's weird, but ideas about recording. Yeah, I mean, I, I view it the same way, you know, as a. Uh I don't know when you when you make the record, it's it's something that acts as like a, a preservation of, of what you did at the time. And I was talking to some guys before I came over here to to Japan, and they were asking me, so who who designs your records, and you know who who releases your stuff? And you know, I say, you know, do it yourself. Like you know, I I I don't know. I came from that old mindset, and I was really influenced by people trading mixtapes through the mail, and you know, looking at fanzines versus like someone that's trying to find a manager to get them to a certain spot because if you if you don't have the passion to do it yourself you know you have this really jaded perspective like you know everyone has to do this for me then i don't think you'll ever really achieve what what you need to get out of music if if that's your mindset from the get-go you know like you have to you have to take it from the ground up and and want to you know have the determination and perseverance to to make it happen on your own accord you want to trip on a get-go mindset that we had because of this mind-blow, profound shock the punk thing had on us coming from Arena Rock. We thought that everything should be the gig, and if you do records, like there was this booth down at Portsacal, some little tourista thing in Pedro hmm. by the water, like a fake fi- fishing village in a real fishing. Yeah, <laughs> we have one in San Diego called Seaport Village. Yeah, what the fuck's that shit? You know, some <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, they had a booth there where you could go in there and make wax record. That's awesome. Right? And the record would be destroyed in like two or three plays. Yeah. Uh, and we thought that's the way it should be, you know? Uh, and it won't be, you know, like anti-artifact. Yeah. <laughs> but after a while, we said, well, no, maybe not. <laughs> but, you know, the idea is in our mind. I think it was just the idea that we get to decide. Yeah. 
because we never thought. We thought there were certain rules, and that's just what you did. Even songs, verse, chorus, ver- you know, yeah, yeah, something yeah, liberating yeah. when I saw the up-up. You know, the verse, chorus, verse, bridge, you know, reprise. I remember seeing this word, reprise, on the lyric yeah, I sheet. I know, it on the lyric sheet. The key, like you're singing along with Mitch. <laughs> that's what's so wild about wire, right? They put the wi- words all running together. Yeah. Not lines like, the, you know, Keats and Shelley, like some poetry thing. It's all running together, and that's a Minutemen kind of was inspired by that. Just running together. Well, what another thing was us going, uh, tripping on an art museum, sometimes there'd be a little work, and the description would be bigger than the work. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's... Laurie Anderson would probably take that somewhere. But, uh, <laughs> more, more talented than I, I, I do. Look, we should talk about this... Uh, a song. What was it called? Voyeur? Voyeur. Voyeur. How do you spell that? V O Y U E R? E U R. E U R. Okay. And this is something from the new record. Yeah. Which yeah. is called Night Terrors. Shock Night Terrors. And by the way, E's Missing in Terrors. E's Missing in Terrors. <laughs> and uh, asking the band about what's different between first album, second album. Uh, songs are more stretched out. Yeah, the songs are longer, and uh, I'd say it's almost got like more pop sensibility. But is it recorded it's not, different. It's also it's recorded in yeah, a real studio, yeah. not just recorded by me with like a two track on my computer. Yeah. That's how the first one. Went. That's yeah, that's how the first one, one was done. Because yeah. you went to four track, you kind of went backwards. Uh, yeah, we went from tape, but then like multi tracking <laughs> became necessary to like individually track everything because all we had was like uh, two inputs for the computer. Right, right, right. And so like we'd have like seven or eight or twelve tracks. For a song, because we do like overdubbing. But on the, the drumming's recording it. Yeah. yeah, I like that. Yeah. I like that. Did you push the button? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the drumstick. <laughs> no, 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 I push the button and I go walk behind the drum kit. Oh, be a little lag. Yeah, be some lag. So the, the, but, there probably the, had to be some editing. Through the miracle of editing, it comes out as like a okay, no, okay. no breaks. Between no delay songs of game. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> so the recording was a little more sophisto. Yeah, definitely. Went into a uh, what would England they'd say proper studio. Yeah, we we. Where was it? San Diego. It was in San Diego at this place called uh, was it Audio Design. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, uh, Falcon Home Boulevard. It used, to, it used to like be next to where the old guitar center was down in uh, Shed Hard Center. Yeah, it was yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. We laid it down on a two inch tape and oh wow yeah yeah and then like minute man days the yeah. people yeah and use tape. Yeah, we love new tape. tape. Use tape. <laughs> yeah, we, we actually we, we took tape. one of the tapes from uh, recycled tape from a band that we were in before we met at Sonori, and we just bull erased it and recorded over it. Right. Yeah. Quote the Raven. <laughs> more, <laughs> more. <laughs> okay, it. so recording's different, but also the structures, the, the pop. Was yeah, it sensibility. Uh, it's just like it's like slowed down. It's still like pretty fucked up sounding, yeah, yeah. and like things are aren't really in tune with each other. Right. But like. The structures are a little more straightforward, okay. I think. Now, to it's get, not as fast. To on get ready for the record, you come to town, or they flow you tapes, and you prac here in Tokyo. Mm, no, I always go back to San Diego and like uh, practice, and yeah, a couple of weeks before the thing. Yeah, yeah there's um, a period of time where he would come over uh, two or three times within like maybe eighteen months' time, and he'd stay for three months at a time, and we would get together and spend like a. Uh, couple months rehearsing 
and then we actors do, rehearse. We practice. Oh, just, sorry, practice. <laughs> practice. <laughs> sorry, smacking that picky cement. Bad choice of words. Sorry about that. But yeah, we we have, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we have to come over and we practice, and we would prepare for the recording, and then we would tour after the recording too. And then we would wait for the record to come out, and then he'd come back again, and then and do a couple more weeks of practice, and then uh, same same kind of tour support for the for the record, so we can you know get out there and, and expose ourselves to people that wouldn't normally have a chance to see us. Because can can I uh, ask how you come up with the tunes? What's the process? Um, s- right now we're pretty much know. just like spitting things. Any way we can write, we'll write. Cause, like, we Some cat comes up with a riff, the other guys bounce off. Yeah, 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 that's pretty much how it's done. Like, over the internet. It's not like, like everybody's got their four track and submits demos. Totally. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's more like we do some computer recording and then we'll sit MP3 and send it to him. No, but as far as the creating, I mean. Oh, as far as the creating. Yeah, s- sit on the couch, have a beer, sit down with the guitars, and uh, just try to bounce ideas off of one another. Well, it's written on the guitar. Yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll make a bunch of crazy shit on the guitar and uh, it'll be a lot more linear than it turns out to be when we record it he'll have four or five different parts and then I'll sit there and hash it out with him and uh, figure out my bass parts and then then the drums yeah and then the he, drums, he yeah. has your caboose he, yeah he has the whole song in his head and we're just like trying to draw it out of him kind of ah, thing ah. so you're the main word man well, I, I, I mean, we we have one hundred percent of our own personality on our own. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I'm not saying yeah. I'm just uh, I'm interested in all bands' uh, process because I know they all kind of do it different. So I, I, I get into it. Yeah, he he. Oh, ideal our, band our, to me, though, the, a good ideal for a band. You're making an interesting conversation, uh, right? Yeah. So the, the way dudes do that interests me. Yeah. And I know they all don't do it like what? <laughs> <laughs> would, you, would you say that like mostly like we we write it acoustically, like with not amplified? Um, yeah, I mean a lot of it is literally like I said. We sit on the couch and Ted Scenario will start to write riffs, and then I'll start to write bass parts to complement them, and then we'll uh, like for example, Voyeur, this song we just heard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that um, that was off of internet. That was off like, of internet. I, I, I sent you guys like an MP3 or something. Like yeah, that. maybe he, maybe he got it. He, the Tetsunori wrote it in Japan and sent it to me. We needed like some more material for an album yeah. for that album, and uh, I added drums to it. And Nick was in Seattle or something at yeah. the time. You were caboose. Yeah, I yeah. Was, <laughs> he, was, he was out of the picture. But then, like me and him, had pretty much had the song done when he showed up, and then he, it took him a little while to add his bass part to it. All yeah. right, all right. Um, we're done with the first hour. Hold tight. Um, it's May 16, 2008. Edition Watt for Pedro Show. Hold tight for hour two. May 16, 2008. It's the second hour of the Watt from Pedro Show.
Watt from Pedro Show. That was a shark by Demonstrations, who I got here, Mr. Shimmy's Pad, in the uh, Shimio Takaido. Shimo Takaido. Shimo Takaido neighborhood of West Part of Tokyo. And I'm going to go back to my Pedro town tomorrow. Uh, played last night at Mars. Mr. Jim O'Rourke. Wild. Uh, I stank it up some. So I, I'm, I'm going to play another gig tonight at Super Deluxe, and I'm going to try harder. And a lot of regrets, bad dreams in my conk. And, you know, you roll the dice in the... Um, Improv, just making it up to a trip and stuff. And Have you Shimmy was on the guitar and Sam Bennett was on the drums. But a lot of great bands Panic Smile, Tantas, uh, Light. Uh, they gave me their new album. I've been playing some of that. Uh, tonight is really late for this town to play at 12 30. Mm-hmm. Very late. Not late for Derby Day in Louisville or uh, Manhattan, uh, New York or something. But enough about me. I want to get into. Uh, Talked a little about uh, Tetsunori's influences on the guitar. Yeah, what about the singing? Singing? Yeah, any influence? How'd you get started on it? Uh, How old? Man, it, when I was when I was a kid, like uh, I had to walk for like a uh, half an hour to get to my uh, elementary school. Right. And it was really cold, like uh, in the winter, and like uh, I I was walking by myself, and like uh, it's really boring, right? Right. So, yeah, like, I started, like, uh, I don't know, singing by myself and stuff. And this is before you play guitar. Oh, like, way before. Yeah. Yeah. How did you get into the guitar? I don't know. I, I, I thought, like, I had to decide to do a dance or guitar when I was, like, a 12. And, like, okay. You're either going to dance or you're going to play guitar. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's it. yeah. yeah. My, those are the only two choices. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, about, silly, yeah. stupid, wide, and vodka questions. Uh, I don't want to go to dance school, but yeah, why not guitar? Okay, yeah, okay. Guitar. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <laughs> and seriously, you either dance or you play an instrument. So, like, yeah. I could have some shit. Or drama, drama class. Yeah. When, when you start playing, did you listen to yourself taught, right? But did, uh, you, did anybody off records kind of? Uh, yeah, I, I copied television? a lot of stuff too. Mm, not television, but uh, <laughs> really stupid Japanese folk singer. I copied like that was like a. Uh, What's his name? Uh, Tamio Okuda. I mean, like he's not stupid, but like his song is really. There pop, might be some Tommy Okuda. People out there, and they're like, "Damn!" Oh, 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 oh! He's really cool. Maybe <laughs> 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 they, they probably thinking, "Whoa, man, just annoying. He's like spiritual grandchild." Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I was praying. Yeah, a lot of yeah, so you're, you're, songs, but but from him. acoustic then, because he's a folk guy. Yeah, but I didn't I didn't have acoustic guitar, so you're playing I was electric playing, guitar. Yeah, electric okay. guitar, copying his song. Okay. What was your first band? Mm. Up Up, I guess. Really? Uh, I had a copy band before, but not But Up Up is uh, 2003? Right. So I was playing like guitar by myself. You've only been four, playing five four years. years yeah. Four years. How old are you now? I'm 28 years old. So, so you're starting in your mid-20s. Because a lot of cats get going in teens. Uh, uh, uh. 
Some dudes don't. Joe buys his time himself. Could Sacrin trust? Mm-hmm. Twenty-seven years old. That's when he first started to play. Yeah, T- taught uh-huh. himself. Ends up uh, transcribing uh, Charlie Parker solos later on. That's insane. Yeah, wow. he came from art, from a, a painter kind of guy that wanted to play guitar. Because you got an art thing oh, going yeah. too. So the, the art was during teen years. Yeah. Because you, so you didn't play. Uh, as a teen cat you said you made oh, the decision I, did, I, did. I, I started like when I was like uh, 14 yeah but but you didn't young. make a band until right, right, 10 right. years later right okay it's more like just uh, I want to do this for myself I don't want to share it <laughs> yeah, I don't, like a big fan, you know, from a me and Yeah, I'm <laughs> <laughs> shaking my head. I've been in crack pads with one bulkhead's fucking mirrors. It's good for drummers because it, it helps with your posture and like. Oh, I had to do this thing, like charity thing with these guys, you know, the cat from the doors and spirit and. Crosby, Stills, Nash, and they're they're jamming in the mirror, and I turn around. (laughs) (laughs) All the practice spaces we've been to so far in Tokyo have mirrors. mirrors? Just on one wall. I think the studio, huh, Mr. Shimmy? That had a mirror. We had a mirror where we recorded. I didn't look. <laughs> I didn't look. They have all the drum sets like face towards the mirror, yeah, so I'm like, yeah. I keep like ending up staring at myself. Okay, what about drums? Drums. How old? Um, I, my sister actually started out on drums in my family, but she didn't like drums, so she gave me her drum kit, and that was probably when I was like 14. But I was playing guitar at the time, so I'd just fiddle around on drums and let my friends play them. But uh, I was the first kid in my neighborhood to get a guitar. And so then all my friends got a guitar after me because they really liked playing it, but they all got better than me. Right. And they, they needed a drummer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. So, like, <laughs> eventually... Who did you listen to? Who did you like on drums? Who did I like on drums? Um, I started listening Who's first. Who's going here? <laughs> <laughs> no, like John Bonham and Mitch Mitchell were probably, like, my first Ah, so older school. Yeah. yeah. And uh, any James Brown drummer, so... Yeah, yeah. I like playing the funk drums. Mitch Mitchell pressure roll I probably he's great yeah he'd like throwing everything you knew in every exactly <laughs> you know what I can do Lou? yeah but, <laughs> no but, monitors but not, either I don't yeah. know if you know about that man those cats wow. no monitors wow those drummers and you see the marshals the PA was mainly for the singing so yeah how did they power in the stage with yeah. that's why you see uh, arena uh, 70s with a lot of amps okay. it's not just a look they're just actually oh, wow. so the drummers are like getting beat with a lot <laughs> Sound waves and that's cool. You're into the old school. Wow. Um, first band. First band. It was just probably me and my my friends just jamming like uh, covers, anything from like Led Zeppelin to like Rage Against the Machine or something like that. This is probably when I was like 13 or 14. Yeah. And, and how old are you now? I'm 25 now. So this is probably now. like 11, 12 90s. years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Basically, any 90s alternative band, like whatever we were hearing on the radio, is what yeah, we were trying right. to emulate. What is it, 91X down there? Yeah, yeah 91X. Anything on 91X we were trying to emulate. Um, first band where you're writing songs. First band. That was probably a pop punk band in high school. It was called Slap on Sam, and it was uh, all originals. But uh, yeah, it was just like pretty straight ahead rock and roll kind of stuff it's basically the only band in school where I got along with the people and like they were the only people like uh, 
playing music, I guess, and like that, I was basically forced into that genre, even though I didn't really like to play it. Genre? Sorry. Or genre. Genre. Genre is okay. Yeah. Yeah, and so, uh, I don't know, I guess San Diego scene, uh, hardcore scene, is what yeah, uh, yeah. probably got me to meet this guy eventually. Was the first hardcore band I played with down there was a Battalion of Saints. Yeah, from San Diego. man. And the first guy, uh, yeah, man. What? Really? You know about that? And it was a place called the Lions Club. Mark Wait William put on the cattle decap dad. Yeah, it was at the Lions Club with Black Flag. Wow. There was another band. It was more lo- Rolling Stone like called Penetrators. Yeah, <laughs> not not penetration from England, but the, the zeros I really like. From zeros, Chula Vista, Vista, but they didn't really. Hit, they came up to LA. Okay, <laughs> they were really early, and they were really young. They're teenagers. Yeah, and now singer Roberto is uh, Alves. Yeah, <laughs> hell yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> okay, now the bass. Uh, I was influenced deeply by uh, Black Sabbath, and. When did you start? I started playing bass when I was 13, and everyone else <laughs> everyone else I knew was playing guitar. And so I decided that there's, you know, the guitar players were a dime a dozen w- when I was growing up, so I wanted to do something different and take a different route. So I picked up the four strings instead of the six. And, and you were into geezer. I was into geezer. I was into geezer, too. <laughs> yeah, I was. I confuse them a lot with the guitar. I, I really only know the first four records. Uh, they were really good. I saw him a couple times back then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I found out later he wrote all the words. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, he just comes out with that. But he had a lot of got a lot of good licks. He's a big part of that band, I thought. Yeah. Uh, and then other bands I was really influenced by were uh, Dead Kennedys and Klaus. Yeah. And Pickman, are you a Pickman? I use a pick. Oh, I, it's all right. I, I try. True. I try to play with my fingers sometimes, but for for what I do and how long I've been doing it, I've. I got a pocket full of I think Minuteman up to his uh, punk was too fast I couldn't use my fingers that's right you know, the, the, I think pick has got things you can't do with your finger yeah. I've seen that whistle use pick finger and slap it in the same song yeah. okay whatever it takes I'm not into that snob trip and there's things you can do on a, a pick you can't do with fingers it's like the problem with fi- a pick you lose them <laughs> it's like a, a little harder to lose these motherfuckers. Yeah. I got Although I had a woodshop teacher, Mr. Bowman, you know, class today's lesson safety. <laughs> <laughs> the bandsaw. <laughs> I wonder how he is now. Yeah, like those two guys and then uh, Lou Barlow. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right, dinosaur. Yeah. Um, and by the way, he's playing again. And he yeah. used to pick and big ass chords. So I love good. his style. So good. I love his style. So first band. First band I was in was uh, pretty much just straight up 4-4 punk band. And I was about 15 and we recorded. Uh, he, got, he got a head start in punk because he had a brother in my, the scene. My older brother got me into punk and turned me on to you know, Black Flag, Neurosis, uh-huh. and uh, Crass, and, and yeah. bands of that nature. So I... Yeah, I like early '80s, I was like, inspired by all that stuff and all the Thrasher skate rock, skate rock compilation tapes that they would put out. Well, every how old you months. now? I'm twenty, twenty nine. So you're the old man in there. I am the old man. <laughs> yeah. That's the youngest. I got the gray. I got the grays in the beard, but I always shave it because I, mm-hmm. I was spotty. It's Spanish. So what was that fifteen year old band called? Um, when I was fifteen, this band was called Philbert. Philbert. There's <laughs> a seven inch out there in the world. If someone wants it to was, record, so recorded way back. Yeah, yeah, we recorded with this guy Bart Thurber, and he ran this operation called House of Faith, 
and then he turned it into the mobile house of faith, and he would drive his uh, VW bus to your house, and he would record you on his uh, oh, cool. Tascam uh, half-inch reel for 10 bucks an hour. Yeah. And we laid it down in eight hours' time and, and was mixed and, and mastered all there on the spot. And the seven inch came out uh, posthumously because we had broken up maybe like six months before that. Oh, <laughs> like, uh, like the Discord band. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> Were you in bands after that? Yeah, I was in another band after that with uh, another friend of mine that was in that first band. And uh, it was a band called Makara. And we put out a couple records. And we basically just played up and down the coast. And that's how I met um, the friend who I ended up meeting, uh, Tetsunori, at the house. And we were kicking on the porch, smoking cigarettes the, the first time back in 99. Yeah. Uh, you both can tell me about San Diego scene from teenage years, right? Um, yeah, San Diego scene, I was... In I mean, it's 100 miles, 120 miles from Pedro, south. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't really know a lot about it. Yeah, we were... Infl- I, well, personally, there was bands like uh, John Henry West... Uh, Clickatatic Katawi, Heroin, uh, Antioch Arrow, and they were all part of this label called uh, Gravity Records that this guy, Matt Anderson, used to be in uh, Heroin. He, he put out the records, and uh, it, was like a, it was like a small local record label, and it kind of spawned like a whole uh, offshoot of all these other bands that kind of sounded like that. What and was the pad everybody played? Um, they played at they played at the Che Cafe. Che Cafe, and I think they play out in uh, the Oblivion. I think was the name of it in East County. We're trying to figure out the name of this place. Okay, not El Cajon. Uh, yeah, not El Cajon. And now is this the scene you were listening to? See, mm-hmm. that's why I'm asking because this is what attracts Tessanoi. Yeah, yeah. What can you tell me about Tokyo scene? Tokyo scene. Uh, Tokyo scene. I mean, when did you get into the scene? As as a teenager? Um. Uh, not really. I I was I was listening to a lot of breakout bands from uh, U.S. and yeah. yeah, I after after that like I I noticed like a lot of American people like know a lot of like good bands from Tokyo and I was learning like from them and like uh, they turned me on to like uh, yeah Tokyo hardcore scenes and like uh, Tokyo music scenes and stuff. But I really like uh, Tokyo music scene. Like uh, it's it's like a uh, more like uh, no genres, like uh, all kinds of like a uh, noise and like uh, experimental things mixed up. Right, right, right. Yeah, you know the no way. people? Huh? You know the no people, Jin and Jin? Yeah, no uh, underground government label. Yeah, there's a oh. scene because Tokyo's a big town. I bet you there's scenes that aren't even aware of each other. Mm. In the neighborhoods, uh, the microcosms. I mean, because look at this with San Diego and me, and I'm a hundred. I'm not that far. I'm in the same state. You know, because in the old days, because in the old days, you actually knew about other dudes' scenes in other towns and shit because it was so small. But punk, it's got so big and spread out. I don't know. I think I think LA and Southern California are sprawling so much now that there's so many scenes going on that are amazing that. A lot of people don't even know. I don't. That's why I'm saying they're coexisting without each other. In the old days, you you knew because there's hardly anybody else. You know, you just knew, and so I bet you in Tokyo it's like this too. Several scenes. Yeah, there there are a lot of scenes. Yeah, in Tokyo. We had a band from Tokyo come play a fucking bar in Pedro called Harold's, called the No People. No People. Yeah, and Belly Button, and uh, you know they get their own label. You know the whole deal, like. Oh, wow. uh, 
30 years ago, you do the same thing. You get your label, your bands, you all hang together, you play together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And have the, what happened was they had a connection. There's a label in my town called Recess Records. Yeah. Okay, Todd, Todd Congelari. The you know, Propagandi who, Ice Spice split. He, was in, <laughs> he puts out all kinds of uh, records. Uh-huh. Uh, he was a pro skater guy, and he's got several bands. Uh, started with... Uh, Five Year Plan and Toys to Kill, and now he's got the Underground Railroad to Candyland. <laughs> I mean, and this guy is—I've had him on the show a few times. He's intense. He's not really—he's from Torrance, but he moved to Pedro in the '90s. And they, there was a house on Fourth Street, and they called it Porch Car. I was torn so much I didn't even know this was happening in my own town. <laughs> okay, so you know what I mean. And then all of a sudden, there's dudes from Orange County moving to Pedro. Which would have never happened when I was young, you know, uh, just a different because they hear about it, the scenes happening, man. I want to be part of that. I saw a lot of that happen too in San Diego. Kind of after um, th- uh, those bands had their heyday, a lot of people had moved to San Diego to try to rekindle that that same kind of energy, and it it flourished for a little bit, but then it it kind of just phased out, and and now I don't really know what's the prominent and uh, up and coming in San Diego. I'm just like out of the loop, I guess. Well, there's there's suburbs here in Tokyo, right? Yeah, right. Some dudes yeah. grow up, they probably move into the t- city. Yeah, like me. Yeah, do you ever see this problem? People talking about it, but nobody doing? Yeah. I mean, people. a lot of people flap their gums, but, you know, it takes people with the the commitment and the gumption to make it happen, you know? Yeah. So get well, off get off the fence and, and make it happen, you know? Just... Yeah, it stress me out, you know? Uh, yeah, okay, somebody sends me a song, I put bass on it. Uh, I'm going to go re- do this record, I go and do it. I don't think I'm superhuman. It's like what we did in the old days. You, just, you, know, you, you just, have the passion, man. Right, right. That's you want to make this takes. band? Yeah. In fact, you have an ocean between, but you make it happen. That's right. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's yes. right you sing. It's very inspiring. I need to do it. <laughs> you got to have that release. And like, I think that's what separates the musicians from the idea of people. Musicians, like, they have to have it in order to be sane people. Also, with that human condition, there's a social component that can kind of, you know, Explain, I don't, I don't understand. There's a thing about just, you know... Communication. Sometimes to do, you got to cut off from people. Yeah. You know, I'm, about prac, you don't invite 10,000 dudes over. No, That'd be no. a gig. <laughs> <laughs> right? You know, sometimes you have to cut down, but to be social, you go to the have the coffee or the beers, and you just sit and sh- shoot the shit, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, that can become like an end to itself, right? Yeah. Yeah, spend all the time just talking about stuff and not. I have, right. a, I have a lot of friends who that's play why music. Ta- that's why I was like, talking about the social part. Yeah. I mean, we're all. I don't think we're total loners and stuff. But yeah, so, but to get stuff done, sometimes you got to like pull up the drawbridge a little bit. Yeah, right? definitely, yeah, and put down the beard. So, uh, and I'm into it. I'm gonna still be doing gigs and stuff, but I'm into this recording kind of trip. And because of the net, some advantages the new technology can do this without even meeting cats. Couldn't do that in the old days. No, yeah. mm. Somebody couldn't flow me a song and I had flown back to bass. That's a, really a trip. I don't. Yeah, I don't think demonstrations could probably exist without the internet. And you guys, right? Yeah, yeah. flowing the tunes over. I mean, it's also cheap communication too, because talking on the phone it's so brief because it's so expensive. Right, right. Yeah. I hardly even use a phone. Yeah, that's a, it's another dude in Pedro. I don't yeah. even do it. <laughs> you do get a little more. I remember being in twenties in like, oh, you're done with work. You're done with the. School and, and you go to a house where everybody else is. Mm-hmm. It's time. Yeah, you don't do that. Like when, this no, age, no, no, so much. Yeah. I don't. I go home and I see people at the gigs. I'm playing and stuff. I'm not total loner, but it is a little different than uh, when I was uh, less 
more young when I was more young. <laughs> <laughs> so after this tour, yeah, plan. Got to get some recordings done. Got to tour Europe. Yes. Yeah, we, we basically want to play the world before we start. Because uh, I don't know. Um, I think we have enough material under our belt to go out and not have to worry about doing a new record, even though we do actually have a new record. Waiting. Yeah, <laughs> we have a new record waiting to record. It's just so hard to get our get our shit together because we're like we're about to be multi-continental, you know. So. Oh yeah, I forgot the important question. Your your favorite bass. My favorite bass. Um, the one I have now is a '52 Fender P bass reissue with a Telecaster headstock. Damn. My favorite amp is my SVT. It's a solid state, but it's reliable, and I don't have to worry about tubes what, blowing three? up on me. SVT three, yeah. Yeah. Drum. Uh, he says it's the worst drum kit I've ever had, but it was actually this uh, <laughs> like a '65 Slingerland with a 20 inch bass drum. George yeah. really has Slingerland snare and like mid '60s Slingerlands. Like, <laughs> yeah, same thing, a wood yeah. one. Yeah, the maple like three ply ones yeah. I made. They have this really amazing tone you can't find on any other drum. And it's just like the really boomy bass drum and like really compact, but the toms are really boingy at the same time. Man, that shit yeah. would roll around and look like it would fall off sometimes yeah. we were I practicing. Play, I played too hard, so I had to get rid of it just because like... It, you beat it, it up. Yeah. Well, here you're going to be playing other people's yeah. stuff. Yeah. That's right. All right. Mm-hmm. Favorite guitar? Uh, it's a Tesco TG64, and my favorite amp is like a combo amp called Heath. It's 210. Uh, it's a it's a two by twelve. It, oh, Heath, two by 12. Heath with a oh. Heath was it? Do you know what Heath is? Heath kit. Yeah, like the kits that you, you put, put together. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, this was one made in the factory that we found, and like from what we were told, it was like the same amp. <laughs> Brian Setzer used in Stray Cats or something. Wow. Yeah. Now you and up up. You modify your guitar. Uh, I I, I use different guitar. It's called uh, Silverton. Mm-hmm. Like Silvertone, yeah. right? Yeah. Dan Electro. I, I use it, yeah. Silvertone was like Dan Electro's made for Sears. I know, yeah. it's like a cheapest, yeah. No, it's a supermarket. Yeah, he got <laughs> a great Bill <laughs> has a couple, he plays them. Okay. He got a lot of respect, they're good, good uh, sound. <laughs> I was watching some band, a friend of mine, you know, they got the Gibsons and the Fenders, hmm. and they're switching guitars around with the Capitals on a silver tone and it's the loudest most oh. presence yeah all them really? I'm yeah. not kidding you it was in oh. uh, Belgium Pukopop or something the huge festival out there. I told him right after too oh. yeah, you wouldn't believe it you wouldn't believe it that's lipstick pickups and, oh, but oh, what oh. you do is you put two bass strings on the top I do yeah yeah mm-hmm. how, how did you get up up together uh, how did I get up, up together? Yeah. Uh, we went to the same high school. Ah. And yeah, yeah, we decided to have a band. Um, <laughs> <laughs> in the outside of Tokyo, Hachiyoji. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. That's where we started. <laughs> wow. And that, th- that thing, that the Haiti, tell me about that. Haiti, uh, Besides the name, you know? Yeah, his, his friend Ito, uh, Mr. Ito, was like uh, riding on bicycle. He lives like a, uh, his family lived like really close to Haichi and like uh, he was yeah I don't know hanging out by himself and like uh, ooh this like crap warehouse might be for rental and like uh, yeah he was like uh, yeah calling a bunch of people up and like uh, found out who owns it and like uh, yeah he asked the owner to yeah I don't know rent it for really cheap so yeah it was like uh, three years ago and it's been going for three years years now wow but they don't have that many shows, like maybe once or twice a month. Yeah, you were telling me once or twice a uh, month. It's like a special, like ceremony, you know, I don't know, parties. 
Yeah, it was a crazy. I, I dug that gig. <laughs> well, you you gonna start the tour tomorrow? Yeah, yes. yeah. Pick up a car tomorrow morning and drive five Should hours to Nagoya. But you got shit to do now. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think <laughs> I need yeah. to take that right now. But okay. yeah, thank you for inviting us over. That was that was very good. Yeah, thanks a lot, yeah. man. Yeah, thank you for everything. Time. And uh, you're taking back the music. No, 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 we're leaving no, you. No, 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 Look out for demonstrations after Japan tour. Maybe U.S. one, maybe Europe one. Europe one, Europe one, of course. Okay, much respect, brothers. Thank you so much, Mike. Good to meet you. Mm. There we go. Thanks, what? And you need to see his pinky fingers. What oh, the yeah. fuck is Man. that? Uh, you know what happens when they get longer. Whoa, what? what? <laughs> yeah, I got, I got a little bit. You can, you can see how it's over the nail. And oh, I kind of get them from busting my knuckle on the drum. Oh, <laughs> right there. Got a little, yeah, got a little bit of it. And this gets big from holding the headstock up. Oh, see, yours ain't I'm got soft. like that yet. Yeah. Wow. So bass changes you. Monster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these are these are from the past four days of practice. And I'm usually callous, but this is a uh, very intense. They can't really get too hard, or they rip off, so they get like moccasin. Yeah, yeah. Mm. it's weird. You got to be pliable, especially if you sweat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> to, to talk of the trade here, anyway. Thank you for being on the Watt Pedro show. Yeah, thank Story. you. Thank you, And if you there. come um, in the U.S. thing, and you come into uh, SoCal, tell me so I can come the gig. We will cut Definitely. the shit and start the piss. Yes. We will. Oh yeah. Okay. Play some music.
Shots of silver, baby's dancing in the 
Watt from Pedro Show. Um, that was Fe- Feathers Dusted by Toykestra. And uh, before that, we had BBE 12 by Position Normal. Water by Now, before that. Black Yogurt by Tobacco. Now, uh, I can tell you something about Black Yogurt. It's, um, Mr. Tom of Tobacco asked me to flow some bass lines, so I did, and, uh, he built a song around one of them, and, uh, I think, I just think he's an amazing cat, anyway, I saw his band a couple months ago, live, uh, Black Moth, Super Rainbow, and there's an interview with him on, a lot from Pedro Show bunch back well not much back probably right around when I saw that gig and um, yeah I just I think he's something else and uh, I was very honored to be part of that and, and we started the chunk off with the color by Motoko Honda some improvised music from her and uh She's going to be a guest on the 25th, May 25th show, back in Pedro with Brother Matt. Um, I had to say bye to the um, demonstrations people, because uh, they're getting ready for this tour of theirs, huh? And uh, you can find out more about them at uh, demonstrations.com, D M O N. S-T-R-A-T-I-O-N-S dot com Oh yeah, www dot that, That's the prefix I'll keep it kind of cryptic like that so you have to work a little bit for it um, Man, I've had some great chows here <laughs> They call it uh, Tabby Mono. And uh, Mr. Shimmy's cooked some himself. Some righteous curry and soba with pororo. <laughs> Did I say that right? I don't know. It just tastes really good. All kinds of stuff. And then he's taking me to some pads somewhere. You, we cooked it right there. They bring the raw fixings up. There's a little grill there with charcoal. Uh, even today, I had some tonkatsu with egg mixed on it, and on rice and udon, and had natto. Mr. Tom Watson from the Missing wanted implored me to try some natto, so uh, I had it. Well, Mr. Jimmy said it was going to taste. It smelled like a foot, kind of did, but. Mixed up with mustard and uh, soy sauce. It's kind of beans, you know, but you have to keep uh, twirling the hachis because uh, it's kind of like booger thing. <laughs> Mocos. But it's all right, man. It's good. And uh, Mr. Jim O'Rourke, before I played last night, well, both of us played, along with uh, Mr. Jim and Mr. Bennett. To the chow pad, it was like this little alley, 
and there was several of these tiny places right next to each other, you know, and across from each other in this little alley. You couldn't drive down it. And a cat named Dan there fixed us up some great things, you know, like uh, dried squid and uh, stingray and a trippy kind of uh, potatoes with this sauce and these kind of, uh, I don't know, uh, roll things have been fried, they're stuffed with good chows and I've just <laughs> and I haven't been able to pedal or paddle here you know no kayak no jatinsha so well I'm kind of hankering for that to get back to my Pedro town I might be uh, I might have bailed out a little <laughs> maybe a little doesn't seem like the belt Ain't too stretched. Uh, let's play some more music. All right, there's a new single. Uh, the other new single. To the A, to the dub, to the A. 
It's too groupy. Pulling up my shirt. Have a Megan, please. Don't believe it. You can go ask Cause I don't have time for games. Remembering names. Caring for dames. My answer. Wonder how quick things change. But one thing's for sure. Though I'm out of your range. I like the girls. I know what they want. Know what they got. And know how to front it. Know the game and spit. And can tell when the dude is full of. I love when they know how to hold my attention. I love when they do things that I don't mention. I love when they stare when I'm passing by. I love when I don't have to ask. Can I? Yo, heat it up. Yo, heat it up. This is the type of track that'll heat it up. If it's the place to be, can y'all stand up? Act like a robbery, throw both hands up. Beat it up, yeah, I'm gonna beat it up. This is the type of track that'll heat it up. If it's the place to be, can y'all stand up? Act like a robbery, throw both hands up.
Art from Pedro Show. I uh, started that section of music out there with somebody I'm going to see. I get back. The Dirt Bombs. Motor City Baby. This is a song, and they are from the Motor City. Not too far from Ronnie there in Ann Arbor. I'm going to see at the end of the month. I've been uh, told we've got three songs we're adding to Stooges gigs. Oh, thank you. They call uh, Cough here Kohi. Mr. Shimmy just made me some. It's smelling good. I got the whole. Thank you. <laughs> Don't touch a mustache. <laughs> and then uh, we uh, played you something that I put bass on called uh, Beat It Up by Kawaii Kato, which I guess means cute, but. Kawaii Kato? Ah, cute, kawaii but kawaii kedo. Yeah. Kawaii kedo. Right. Cute, but... Yeah. Right. Cute? Right. Question. Question mark. Because I think it used to be kawaii kedo baka. <laughs> 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 I think so. But this is a, another thing where I was sent... Miss Kyoka, she's done a few of these where she sent me... Uh, music from Power Book. Actually, last summer I, I recorded right in to that. But uh, a rapper man from L.A., a Latin cat named... Uh, what's his name? Victor? I hope I didn't get that wrong. Um, and so I gave him some bass. And uh, that was the result. So... Uh, I, I, there's a few other songs too that are coming out I think it's going to get released soon as a project so I'm kind of a member of that band which is neat and then we heard Schooner with the Irreversible Deduction and we've come to the end of the second hour of the Watford Pedro show for May 16, 2008 hold tight for hour three live here from Tokyo May 16th, 2008. It's the third hour of the Watt from Pedro show. And here's part 10 of Jack Flanders in Dreams of India. So these incredible statements just sort of burst out of her at different times. Yes. It's an amazing thing she said. Well, here, look at this one. Read this to me. Here? Yes. So long as there remains a separate river, distant from the ocean, which is its source and its goal, then the river will retain a separate name and have an individual identity. But once the river gets merged with the ocean, it gets the taste of the ocean, it gets the form of the ocean, and it takes on the name of the ocean. If you want to be one with the Lord... Lord Krishna. Garden... You have to get the feeling of the Lord. You have to get the form of the Lord. You have to get all the characteristics of the Lord himself. Only then can you be one with him. You have to feel that all the attributes of the Lord should manifest themselves in you. The broad-mindedness of the Lord should become part of me. 
the selfless feelings which characterize the Lord should become part of me. The unbounded love of the Lord should become part of me. Hmm. When you have this feeling, then you reach the position of he and I are one, and there will be perfect unity. You must continuously strive for this feeling. You should make every effort to acquire it, then one day you will reach that fulfillment. This is the ultimate goal of human life. Another post-it here somewhere. Something Madam Chatterjee said about Buddha. Oh, yes, here it is. You wrote, We could hear the far-off chanting of the monks. Again, she seemed to fall into a trance, and she looked at me with those strange, piercing eyes. Buddha saw that birth was sorrowful, that life was sorrowful, that the end was also sorrowful. After having seen all the sorrows of life, and after having watched so many people suffering, he couldn't continue to wallow in ignorance and illusion. Buddha's life serves as a lesson for you. In the limited time given to you, you have to realize your true nature. That is the real objective of human life. Someday, your body is going to perish. The indweller of your body is the only permanent entity. When you inquire into truth, you will realize that there is nothing like old age, that there is nothing like death for the indwelling self. If you could understand that this indweller, who is your own reality, is God, then you will know the truth and enjoy infinite peace. Infinite peace. <laughs> yeah. So, you haven't finished the story of your aunt and her visitor because it's not finished. Exactly. And I'm here to help you finish it. That's right. Okay. Let's see if we can end it. Ramchandra, I'll need your lantern again. I have it waiting for you. Oh, thanks. There's two lanterns. If it is all right, I will walk with you part of the way. Oh, fine. You are having success? <sighs> it's hard to say. Mimsab was feeling better today. Yes, I know, but I don't know what that thing will be throwing at me next. Before a farmer can raise a crop in his field, he must do a great deal of preparation. What? The land must be cleared of brush and stones and weeds. Then it must be softened by plowing and irrigation. Hmm. So must you also carefully prepare the field of your heart. Ah. One must remove from the heart all undesirable thoughts and useless habits. They must be cleaned out. Then you have to irrigate the entire field of the heart with the waters of love. Oh. These waters of love make the heart soft and cultivatable. With the help of sadhana, 
you have to sadhana sadhana spiritual practices uh-huh. you have to plow the field of your heart and spread the manure of faith to make the soil fertile and nutritious for the seeds to grow there the manure of faith only when all this has been done will the field of the heart be ready for sowing well i'll try to remember when the heart is covered with bad weeds and bad thoughts when it is barren hard and dry and unfertile how can good seeds grow there and have a chance to become a bountiful crop hmm well, that's very profound i go no further but well, that's not a bad idea namaste namaste good luck master jack thanks palace once again How can I find out what this visitor wants What deal did did Madam Chatterjee make with it It's the same old abandoned palace Empty rooms except for one the gym room Everything's the same as before drapes carpets Well, I may as well fluff up a cushion. <coughs> I forgot about the dust. <coughs> Look, I know you're not a ghost. I know you're not even a jinn. You speak to me with my own voice, but I know you aren't me. What you are, I don't know. Now, Madam Chatterjee is suffering. She's growing weaker. She wants to die. Why? Was it you who appeared before her 40 years ago and gave her my card with my name and and my present address and phone number 40 years ago? I I'm really impressed. Look, I don't know what you're thinking or or how you think or, or even if you I see. You came to her when she was a child. You said you would help. There was an agreement that you would help her if she did something in return. I don't understand. Why won't she honor it? just like I do the things that you said when you spoke through her are so incredible so beautiful and so wise i can't believe you could say these things and and yet hurt her punish her you you even say hmm the way i do 40 years ago when you gave her my card and, and said if you ever need help call on me it wasn't if she ever needed help it was it was 
if you ever needed help, she would call on me. Wow. And she did call. And here I am. I can feel you. There's a sadness I feel. I trust you. Whatever way, so so that we can resolve this. Wait a minute. You're saying it was not you who gave her the card? But what? As the poet Tagore said, God waits to win back his own flowers as gifts from man's hands. Adjusting for the open window on the second floor. I hope your aim is good, cause cause I'm not slowing down. <sighs> right in. Nice shot.
<laughs> It'll be all right. Don't worry. Wad from Pedro show. Mr. Shimmy's getting the pasta on here. Uh, he called it Gigi food. But it was, uh, for me, it was chow as a kid with my mom. Kodomo chow for what? That Gigi chow. <laughs> no, as I got older, less pasta. But I'm getting into the udon. The original stuff, the Asia. Because everybody knows it didn't come from Italy. Marco Polo brought it there after visiting. East. Okay, we just heard uh, Mr. Jim O'Rourke, something he gave me last night after the gig. I think it's a reissue of this uh, album called Tamper. And that was a tune called He Felt the Patient Memory of a Reluctant Sea. And uh, before that, we had Shinkai from Light which Mr. Shimmy informs me means deep sea. Uh, before that was Macro Architecture by Colonel Drop, something from Italy. Working the synthesizers. Much respect. And we started the third hour off with part 10 of Jack Flanders and Dreams of India. Only one part left. The conclusion next What from Pedro show. And now I'm, I'm going to pause a little bit here because we're going to chow the tavimano that Mr. Shimmy has cooked up. So as soon as I shovel that, we'll uh, head into the last 20 minutes of uh, this edition. Okay, we just chowed. <laughs> Oh, Mr. Shimmy, tell us what to kind of uh, um, pasta, the <laughs> Shimmy style. Yeah. Tarago spaghetti. Tarago spaghetti. Japan and Italy. Yeah, joined together. <laughs> so it had some daikon sprouts. Oh, yeah, daikon sprouts. And um, yuzu kosho. Yuzu kosho, which is like a citrus pepper mixture mm. that's kind of salty. Mm. And then, uh, sancho. Sancho? Green bottle. Right? Mm. Green, spi- uh, uh, green bottle spice. Uh, it's kind of like oregano. Mm. Uh, seven spice. Seven spice. Just got some like peppers <laughs> and a nori. A nori, which is seaweed, very thin, <laughs> very good. Yeah. I didn't have any kind of sauce on it. Mm. Oh, some parmesan. Oh yeah, <laughs> cheese. Easy, very good. Easy chow. Easy chow. And then after I had some uh, the black vinegar and no, kaiso. Ah oh, yeah. What's it called? Mozuku. 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 Mozukusu. Su equal vinegar. Vinegar. Okay. And you know about uh, Japanese vinegar, it's spiced. It's made from uh, rice, not from grapes. It's very mm. good. Very tasty. Mm. 
All your chows have been righteous. Ah, uh, you eat nanto. I had natto today. <laughs> I was kind of saying that. Uh, I was talking about the tonkatsu mixed with the egg on the rice and the udon. Yeah. Yeah, Tom Watson, Missing Man guitarist, was <coughs> very intent that I eat natto. Shimmy said it smells like foot. <laughs> it is trippy. It's some kind of fermented beans. So there's kind of a, a goopy thing going with it. And he mixed it with mustard and uh, soy sauce. Yeah. And it's very good. But when you're chowing it, you got to twirl the <laughs> hashi because uh, yeah, it'll get all over cut, everywhere. Cut, cut. <laughs> a lot of interesting chow here. All good. All feel, make me feel healthy. Maybe maybe because they're not bicycle and kayak, I, I think I got a little... <laughs> heavier <laughs> Jim O'Rourke was saying he got heavier mm. Zabby okay. Zabby Zabby no, Zabby waiting uh, yeah Zabby's the name of my kayak <laughs> Zabby's waiting patiently in fact in the boat in the garage my garage just big enough to hold the boat so I only park there when I leave town you can't do it every night have to push the mirrors in it barely fits <laughs> But we have this uh, law of your vehicles out on the curb three days. Mm. They tow it. Mm. Yeah. Bye-bye. Impound. Uh. Yeah. That's kind of... So I take it off the street and put it in my garage. With a painting of John Coltrane that Michael Cano made for me. He watches over the boat. In fact, I have to take the chachen shop on the bike and put it up in my apartment because it can't fit in with it in there. Uh, John... Japan bicycle people, yeah, very, uh, right, uh, right. They're on the sidewalk. Mm. They got the headphones on, the earbuds. <laughs> they're using the cell phone. You have to be really watching when you're walking here. Um, I want to ask you about the music. You started on guitar. Um, I'm started guitar sixteen. Sixteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was ba- bass. Bass first. Ah, oh, righteous. <laughs> what made you want to play bass? Six months. Uh, I I I don't play guitar. Right, uh, just bass. But what mm-hmm. made you wanna? Hmm? What made you wanna? Why? Oh, uh, I don't know. You just said, man, I want to. I want to play that. Mm. Huh? Did you have a hero? Eh? Bass hero? Ah, uh, bass hero. Bass hero, my, my God. <laughs> yeah, but when you were 16. <laughs> when you were 16. Hmm? When you were 16 years old, did you have bass hero? Uh, bass hero, Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney. Uh, sing and bass sing and play Mm. right you like that but six months you go to guitar Mm. very good guitar player yeah much respect (laughs) who was your guitar heroes Uh, my guitar hero Barney Kessler Barney Kessler yeah we gotta play some Mm. 
Jimi Hendrix So from 16 to 20, no band. Hmm? From 16 years old uh, to 20, no band. Yeah. Uh, uh, copy band. Copy mm. band, okay. Bridge first band with your mm. own songs. Mm. And you're 39 now. Mm. So uh, almost 20 years ago. Yeah. Late 80s. Mm. In Tokyo. Mm, in Tokyo. Because you come from Nagano.、Um, but only there a short time. Oh,、uh, yeah, yeah, six months. Six months. <laughs> I, I, I don't、uh, remember. remember. Yeah. So you come to Tokyo.、Um, so, <coughs> all you know is the Tokyo music scene, huh?、Mm-hmm. No? <laughs> Have you toured a lot in Japan? Now with Cornelius. Yeah, Cornelius. When did you join them?、Uh, two years ago. Two years ago? Oh,、uh, recent. But Keiko Oyamada. Yeah.、Um, Boss.、Um, my band, Bridge. Bridge. Produce. First, first album. Ah, so way back then. Because、um, uh, after Bridge, then、uh, solo、oh, yeah. records.、Mm. Then Ashray. Ashray. Right.、Mm. And then Migu, Migu, which is first how I heard you.、Yeah. Migu. I didn't know you had the connection with Mr. Kago.、Mm. Bridge, first one.、Mm. Oh, great. You wouldn't know all those years later. <laughs>、huh? You would be playing with him.、Mm. So、Migu, two albums.、Yeah. First one six years ago. Hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, right, 2002? Yeah, I said, oh. Yeah. Wow. Fast. Really fast. Now, we just recorded,、mm. and you're using the same machine? Yeah. It's a Roland a VS 2480. And the second Migu album's recorded on it also.、Mm. And then the recording we just did for Spielgusher、mm. a few days ago、mm. on it also.、Mm. And a future recording in December we have planned for brother, sister, daughter. Yatta. Yatta. <laughs> Mr. Nels Klein、Yatta. is going to come to Japan.、Mm. And Shimmy, Shuko, myself, and Nels、mm. Klein are going to do a brother, sister, daughter album. Nine songs、mm. is our plan. And we're going to use the same machine, which is,、uh, yeah, it is Econo.、Mm. Yeah,、uh, but Econo. You know what? You get a lot. You stretch your dollar, we say in English. <laughs> you stretch the dollar. You get a lot out of Vicano. Mr. Shimi makes a lot of his own gear. 
customizes a lot of gear. He's in uh, a journey to find better and better sounds. More pure, more punch, more open. Huh? So some incredible inventions with power supplies, yeah. with cables, grounding. Yeah, yeah. Even with the microphones, the preamps. Uh, it's really uh, how he's taken it on himself to do this and not look to buy things, but to actually uh, build an experiment. Uh, I want to let, let go human. He wants humans uh, feel mm, sound. Yeah, so, uh, he uh, Yesterday, uh, he had a session, play acoustic guitar for a commercial, and he went to a big fancy studio. Mm. Right? <laughs> Bunkamura. Bunkamura. Uh, very spendy. Mm. Uh, but the sound, what? Oh, no good. Yeah. Oh, no good. Mm. Yeah, they don't get a lot of bang for the buck. They oh. spend a lot of money and end up with inferior sound, mm. more artificial, more mm. shallow, mm. less human. Mm. Yeah, unfortunate. Now, with Cornelius, mostly bass. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you went back to bass. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm brave bass in ba band. Yeah. First time, Cornelius. First time. Because at first, only six months bass by yourself. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Now, the bass he uses in Cornelius, that's what I recorded with a few days ago. Mm. And did gig with last night. We'll do tonight's gig at Super Deluxe. Very nice Fender P bass. But made in Mexico, you know, not their top of the line. Very nice. Very nice. Plays well, no dead spots, good intonation. Yeah. Uh, Mark Amp. The heads. <laughs> okay, maybe what? A little bit. Mark Amp we use. Mark Mark. Amp. Bass amp. Mark bass. That's what uh, he uses in Cornelius. From Italy. From, yeah, Roma, Italy. Um, yeah, they've been around. A lot of people like... I mean, they're, they're very light. Mm -hmm. For amplifiers, very small. Mm -hmm. but good sound. And uh, his choice of speakers, 215s, no port. Mm -hmm. Infinite ba baffle. Uh, good punch. Good punch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, really impressed me because it has a vibe of punk days when, yeah, not a lot of money and stuff, but we didn't have knowledge. You have knowledge and spend little monies. So very interesting for me. But you're a pioneer. Yeah. You're exploring. You know, um, yeah, Ashray. I don't know much about Ashray. I played some music here on the show because you did solo things after Bridge, but then you made Ashray. Oh, yeah. Because the solo things had many different musicians. Yeah. So solo. I meet many musicians. Right. And, uh, 
Yuko, Nago. Right, right. Those are the two people he does Miku with. Mr. Nago, great guitarist. We got he, the last two songs he played with us out of the 58. <laughs> but uh, he's going to come and over it up. He's a great thing. It's just going to be a strange thing now. Not strange, but lots of uh, options to marry. It's a great uh, adventure, this project. It's something I've wanted to do for a while. And uh, I'm so lucky to meet you. Yeah, very much. Arigato. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> no problem. Uh, you've been torn a lot with Cornelius. Cornelius. Yeah, you're going to go to your. Uh, what's the summer plan? No, I. Seven gigs. Seven gigs. Austria. 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 Right. Uh, Spain. Three. What two? Spain. Um, London. London. London two. Oh, great. Okay, but he's he's going to be busy with that, and there's a Migo album that's being built right now being worked on and I heard a bunch of the songs how many so far? Mm, eight? ten ten? <laughs> and how many will end up? Mm, uh, uh, eighteen percent eighty percent done okay coming soon <laughs> so maybe fourteen songs mm, total mm, mm. I got to play on one it was done last summer. Choose the light. Yeah, yeah. Very good song. Very difficult for me to play <laughs> in seven. But I'm glad they pushed me and helped me because, uh, yeah, it's really interesting music to be part of. I really like it. I could listen to that song many times. I mean, I've just heard the rough mix and stuff, but it's really good. It's all there. Uh, How do you write the Migu songs? I know Shiko's poems have a lot to do. Mm. Do they come first or music first? No, music first. Music first. Mm. When the music first, what, drums first? Um, uh, yeah, what about a song like From Space? Oh, my, my guitar. Guitar was first. Harmonics. Yeah, yeah beautiful. And uh, it's kind of a tiny pad here, but it's good. But for some Migo, he uses orchestra, oh, yeah. right? Strings, <laughs> small old, uh, quartet, yeah. and he, he had him in here, playing. <laughs> Very intense. <laughs> like Oshiro. Right. Beautiful song. I've played all the songs on the show. Man, and you'd be amazed, you know, hearing that, hearing the sounds from that thing, those two records, and then seeing what he uses to do them. It gives you, you know, there's always this push, like more money, more new, more gadget, 
and uh, you just prove doesn't need that. I think you need good ears too. <laughs> I think yeah. you have good ears, good musical sense. But Ashray ended, and that's when Migu came. Mm. Oh, Ashray, not not uh, not finished. Yeah. Oh, mm. just on hold. Mm. Mr. Nago and Ashray. Yeah. Right. Um, I'm pushing more. You're pushing on. No, no. My, my world. Your world. Um, you push. Okay. Um, yeah, I played a few songs. I don't have a lot of Ashray. Did Ashray ever make an album? Just uh, EP, no, right? No. EP. Yeah, I like. I like some Jimmy oh, sounds yeah. in, in Ashray. Uh, well, I can't think enough this week. This adventure for me has been beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Man, I look forward to December. You bring Nels. It's <laughs> Yeah. And um, yeah, I've been asking you to speak English, but maybe uh, mm. if you want to speak Neon Go. Ah, Neon Go. A little bit, mm. because we're at the end of the show, <laughs> and maybe so. Yeah, I mean, really, I'm really happy. I'm 問題のえ、なんだろう、立ち向かい方というか、特にこう自分が感じてる壁に対してどう立ち向かっていけばいいのか、すごく教えてくれて、あの、なんだろう、僕の兄貴、ブラザー。まあ、マイクは、ブラザ